Hello, everyone. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Welcome to the Myers Detox podcast. Today, we have my colleague Clayton Thomas on the show of therootbrand.com, and he's going to be talking about how to detox the pineal gland, what the pineal gland is, what it does, and also why mercury prevents detox of all other toxins. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about glyphosate. We're going to be talking about uh, why a lot of different detoxes don't work, and it relates to what I just said. Um, what happens when you detox the pineal glands, all of the benefits of that. Uh, we'll talk about how a, a proper detox plan improves sleep. We'll talk about how long it takes the body to detox. You probably won't like the answer to that. <laughs> and we'll talk about why uh, have zeolites been depicted as causing toxicity. And we'll talk about the wide range of quality of different zeolite products and just, just a really, really interesting conversation with a fellow detox expert who's been studying it for 16 years. I know so many of you guys listening to the show are worried about your heavy metal and chemical toxin load in your body. So I created a quiz to help you discern your relative body burden of toxins. So just take that at heavymetalsquiz.com and you can take a two-minute quiz. You get your results. You get a little video results. And then you'll also get a free video series answering all of your frequently asked questions about detoxification. What testing is best? Where do I start? Lots of great videos for you following taking that quiz. So go check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Clayton Thomas, is a healthcare entrepreneur and founder of Root Wellness, offering naturally sourced and grown CBD products, as well as a social sharing community focused on creating health and happiness through its unique consumer sharing network. Clayton has 40 years in human and animal wellness and 16 years of focus and research in detoxification with an expertise in zeolites for systemic detoxification. He's a formulator, manufacturer, consultant, and distributor of wellness products and is focused on bridging the gap between allopathic traditional healthcare and the integrative wellness side of patient care. You can learn more about Clayton at therootbrand.com. Clayton, thank you so much for coming on the show. Indeed, thank you for having me. It's been a uh many years that I've watched and read some of your work. So it's a pleasure to pleasure to be here and finally chat. Yeah, I know. It's I'm glad that I met you and uh, I was introduced to you by a, a mutual friend and you are very knowledgeable about detoxification. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got so interested in detox? Well, it's, it's a lifelong journey, you know, as, as is the process of actual systemic detoxification. But I grew up in a veterinary practice, so my entire life has been around animal and human wellness and nutrition. And I was really fortunate because my parents were extremely integrative in, in their approach to veterinary medicine. And I can remember when I was 12, you know, listening to Dead Doctors Don't Lie and really getting into the importance of mineral supplementation and then playing with lasers and acupuncture and puppy puncture and essential oils and you know many different things and magnets that have come down you know the the animal route for the last 30 years before moving into the human the human side of things 
And as an athlete in college, you know, and throughout, throughout my childhood, it was important to always look at performance and how you can tweak, tweak your performance. And a lot of times, you know, the conversations have always been on, you know, you got to eat right, you got to supplement right, you got to exercise and you have to sleep. And about 16 years ago, my, my philosophy changed. I had a colleague call me and say, Hey, you got to look at this, at this product. And it changed my perspective. And there's been two times in my life where you, you get that little tap on your shoulder and God's like, Hey, figure that one out. That's, uh, that's what you're supposed to follow. And it was really taking a volcanic crystal, you know, one of what nature's created to clean up, you know, everything else outside. And it changed, changed my perspective of, true health you know when it comes to dealing with the environment we live in today and you know what we what we're born into and where we live wellness is no longer about addition right it's not about supplementation it's not about your diet it's all focused on what you can remove right that's the foundation if we're building a house you have to have that as a foundation because we basically are a cesspool Right. And, you know, if you have a pool that you that you love to go to and someone poos in the pool, well, everyone gets out of the pool. You empty the pool, you sanitize the pool, you clean the pool, you fill the pool back up with water, you put in new salt and maybe a couple chemicals to make the pool clean again. And then everyone can enjoy the pool. Well, we don't see ourselves as a pool, even though we're 70 percent salt water and we're a cesspool. I mean, we're loaded with pollutants from conception going forward, but instead of actually working to clean out the pool, uh, we just try to throw in more chemicals. You know, they could be natural chemicals. It could be more salt, it could be, you know, what have you. And, you know, over the last 16 years or so, it's been a matter of studying and drawing correlations between different issues and figuring out what the best mechanisms and most effective pathways are to allow the body to do what it's supposed to do, right? Um, but also support that process because of mercury and glyphosate and a bunch of the other heavy metals, but primarily mercury. Mercury shuts off our ability to do what we're made to do. We can't methylate. We can't produce glutathione. It destroys every every organ system of the body differently in every person. So you you look at it and you try to use some reason in life. You go, okay, why don't we just remove the cause? Because if you can address the cause, you don't have to deal with symptoms. And it's the inverse of everything that we're taught. You know, but that's been that's been the history and the approach now. Yeah, let's explore that a little more because I think this is something that people haven't heard before that mercury destroys your body's ability to produce glutathione and that and, and to methylate and that inhibits your ability to detox other heavy metals. This is a concept Dr. Klinghart has talked about and it's really problematic because mercury is it's everywhere. It's in the air, food, and water. It's in our fish. There's just a lot of different sources, and it's so insidious. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, Dietrich, Dietrich is one that I've used as a resource for a long time. Dr. Klinghart's, uh, he's the man. And when I first started in my journey, like 16 years ago, um, because I lived in the Seattle area, 
and he he invited me to come speak at one of his conferences and we got to chat before and it was you know the the initial concept of what you know my mission and my purpose is now but when we sat down he's like look if if what you're talking about is true you have the this is the most advanced chelator we've ever seen but when you when you look at mercury right it's the worst neurotoxin known to man right and it's one of those things that there's so much history, you know, that's right in front of our eyes that people see, yet they don't understand. It's like the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, the Mad Hatter's crazy, which he is. But that story was created for a purpose because back in 1500s and so, the the hatters that made felt hats used mercury to cure cure the felt and they went crazy because of it because of the fumes from the mercury and it being neurotoxic they went nuts and they had hair like me and you you have to understand and you actually have to do some research you know into this to to really comprehend the true detrimental nature of this one toxin right that it is the worst neurotoxin known to man. You can't argue with it. And our expo- and it's used in so many different aspects of, of our lives. And it's, our, it's one of those forever chemicals. It doesn't have a half-life. It doesn't go away once it's in the environment. You know, it's like when we used to play with thermometers and you break a thermometer and you'd hold the mercury in your hand and you go, oh, this is really cool. And then after a little bit, it's not there anymore. It didn't evaporate. It's in you. And this stuff doesn't go away. And there's, and the, the hard, the hard part to comprehend is the fact that 30% of the mercury that's in mom ends up in the fetus. And the fact that they're, you look at the biomagnification issues that we have, and this is why we have so many issues today, like you're talking about, is it's, it's in the air, it's in the water, it's in, it's in our food, it's in the soil. I mean, China, China's industrial revolution over the last 30 years has destroyed our environment because they grew so quick, they didn't have the EPA in in the safety manner that we have because our industrial revolution was years ago, but still that problem exists. The gold mining that was done on the West coast produces massive amounts of mercury and people don't talk about the amount of mercury in the environment in California from the droughts that are in these dry, dry riverbeds and creek beds from all the mining. And when they do get water, it flushes all new mercury into the water supply and goes and, and poisons even more people. So you, I mean, you can't just look at one simple aspect and say, well, this is the problem. No, this is, and it, and it's not localized anymore. We used to think that, Oh, because we live in the United States, our only issues are in the United States. And it's not true. I do a lot of work with, uh, my my group in Norway and Norway you know they think they're they're Norwegian they're Scandinavian they have beautiful fjords and mountains and they're protected their environment is even more polluted because of all the jet stream that comes over with the clouds from China and the the mountains actually cause everything to those clouds to dump mercury into their into their lakes and you know, what they think is a pristine environment is actually more polluted than most places on the planet. 
Yeah, so it's it's one of those one of those things that you can't just say, oh, it's this issue, and oh, we've only got it in our fish, or maybe we have it in our water supply. It's everywhere, and it's we can we can look at the addiction process. We can look at different different aspects of mental health today, and you can, for some reason, you can trace these these things back maternally, right? And you go, well, hmm, why is that? It's all environmental toxicology. It's what's in mom goes down the line and it just continues. And then you have the biomagnification aspects of what's in the environment, what's injected into our kids today. Why are our kids more screwed up than any point in history? It's because they're a compilation of everything that's been put into us. And then we're putting more stuff into them from breast milk and food and water and air and soil and anything else that they're exposed to. And understanding that mercury mercury isn't just neurotoxic it disrupts every system of your body but it does it differently in every person and that's that's the wicked nature that you know you know with the work that you do of trying to trying to explain to people look you have one cause the etiology is all the same the symptomology is going to manifest differently in every person because of how these things affect different aspects of your body. And then knowing that mercury actually magnifies the deleterious capabilities of lead and aluminum and cesium and strontium and arsenic, it actually makes them worse. And because of this evil, you can say this evil nature of this metal, it, it shuts off. It, it being there, which is there from conception, inhibits our ability to get it out right you hear so much about oh glutathione is the master detoxifying antioxidant and the body produces it and it's so crucial it's like actually no the one thing that is worse knows how to turn that off and it just destroys it shuts off your methylation process shuts off reproduction you can you can go down the list so it's, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and hours on, on each aspect of it, but it's, it's the one thing people have to understand. This is the deal. This is the problem. You can throw glyphosate and everything else, but mercury is, it's it. If you said, we're going to focus on detoxification, you go, okay, one thing. But the hardest thing is, it's the hardest one to get out. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah, and you're not going to do. Yeah, you're not going to do. I love your rant too. And you're not going to do a three month detox and get the mercury out. Is it? This is a lifestyle. Can you talk about how detox is a lifestyle? It's not just something you're doing once, you know, one or two months out of the year. And it's not a liver cleanse. It's not a kidney cleanse. It's not a GI cleanse. And because of because of the effects of mercury, this is not something that you can do quickly. As, as you know, clinically, and I'm not a practitioner, and my dad banned me from being a doctor, and if, if you try to remove mercury too quickly, you can kill someone. Or if you do it wrong, you can kill them, or you're really going to screw it up, screw someone up because of, like, amalgam fillings. And for the work I've done for the last 16 years, I still have my amalgam fillings in to prove a point to people that if you do things right, you can still manage it because you have the risk of doing it wrong. And if you, if you have your amalgams removed improperly, you're in for a world of hurt that you never imagined. And you 
I mean, you can have someone normal and the next day they're cuckoo. And they go, well, what happened? It's like, I just went to the dentist. <laughs> There's your sign. But the, the process, just like you touched on, if, if theoretically we were able to clean out everything we had in our system, which not capable. And if you did, it is a process to do it because you can't do it quickly. Your body will go into shock and you couldn't function and it might just kill you. And if you're able to do that over time, then your exposure daily is going to continue. Like you said, the water you drink, the food you eat, the air you breathe, the, the car you drive in, the planes you fly in, the soil you play in. If you don't, you should. You need to get dirty and you need to be grounded. But all of these things are continually exposing us to more chemicals and toxins and pollutants. So, and what I've found over my last 16 years is the more you do to clean yourself up, the more environmentally sensitive you become, which means it becomes even more important to continue doing that because once you're clean, you actually become more aware of how polluted the environment is. And then, then your body's telling you, no, 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 you're not stopping. It's, this is one thing that we keep doing. And as we talk about from a foundational perspective, it's the most important thing you can do for your health because if you don't do it, these heavy metals will block binding sites. They'll screw up every aspect of your body. So make a choice. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at it from a budget standpoint, make a, make a choice. You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to remove all the bad stuff and then try to eat as well as possible if you don't have the money to spend a lot on supplements? Because this just in, the argument over the last 40 years from the medical establishment has been supplements don't work, right? It's true, but their argument is wrong. It's not that supplements don't work. It's that you don't work. You can't use what you're putting in. Yeah, because people can't absorb it. They can't absorb the supplements. Yeah, you can't use it. Yeah. You can't assimilate, it, 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 you can't methylate, you can't assimilate. So, well, where do you start? You got to get stuff out first. Yeah, I love that point. That is such a good point about the, the research, the nutrition research out there. I love that. That's so key. Because I find that in, in clinical practice that all I've had for two years, like in the, in the past, give someone supplements, uh, the, the magnesium and the zinc and the, all the stuff that they need and their mineral levels aren't going up. They can't absorb this stuff. There's so many things working against our gut, including heavy metals. But now I use uh, much different practices and a lot of, lot of different tools to facilitate absorption, but the, the metals throw a huge wrench in metabolism of, of all different kinds. Well, and now, and now we're also faced with, with the glyphosate issue. You know, of, you know, 45 years of exposure and, you know, how, how that's finally really, really showing the evil nature of what this chemical is and what it can do. And you see on TV all the time about the issues with cancer. That's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, the, the methylene resistance issues that we have that glyphosate creates antibiotic resistance in plants it basically gives them aids so the pathogens in the soil kill the plant kill the weeds the glyphosate doesn't kill it 
nature kills it. It just makes it weak. So that same process, you have this water soluble chemical that's everywhere. You can't get rid of it and it destroys the microbiome. It shuts, it destroys our ability to create neurotransmitters. It creates antibiotic resistance. So when you go to the hospital or if you go around stuff and you're, you're exposed to any, any bacteria, you've got really good chance of having methylene resistant staphylococcus aureus and you go, well, MRSA's bad. Yeah, it's not your friend. You know, and all of these things, all of these issues people fear, right, all pertain to one thing. You're polluted. That's, that's it. It's, it. It's It makes you sound a little bit crazy because you only stand on one pulpit and you're like, this is the problem. And everybody looks at you and goes, you're nuts. And then now people are starting to come back going, you know what? You look crazy. But everything you've been saying comes back to the same thing. And that's, and it's the hard part, right? Because we can't just look at heavy metals. You can't just look at glyphosate. We can't just look at fluoride. We can't, we can't look at fire retardants and PBEs and PBDEs and all these things because we want to segment them. It's the same thing that's going on in society right now. It's like, oh, let's segment different pieces of the population because if we can segment them then we can destroy them you can't do that in the body you can't you can't address just one because they're all encompassing and that's the hard part is we and there's so much I, i and me personally i put such a massive focus on heavy metals because i mean they are the baddest boy on the block but now we have glyphosate and glyphosate and how it interacts with mercury and some of the other metals and how it destroys things and allows the metals to get every even worse. And then when you look at blocking binding sites and such, you, you, you just chat with people and, and it's the hard part for me because, you know, for the last 16 years or so, I've worked with so many families with kids that have been deemed autistic and people that have been through the ringer themselves. So like for the last 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, I've been trying to get well and I've done X, Y, and Z. And I take all these things, like you said, and they're like, I'm still not well because you're not addressing the cause. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things where you go, well, shoot, I've been doing it wrong the entire time how do I get that back? It's like, you don't, but you get to start now and do it right. And I think that's, what's really important and finding the right messenger, you know, like for you, the work that you do, you find a good practitioner that actually knows what's going on, or you find people that have the, the right perspectives that have some of the knowledge and have the experience they can share with someone and say, look, you know what? It's not that you've been lied to. You just, haven't been educated enough to get to the root of the problem because not everyone knows about this. Like you talked about with Dr. Klinghart, I mean, the industry thinks that guy's absolutely nuts because he's their biggest threat because for the last 30 plus years, he's been going over it's metals, it's bacteria, it's this. They go, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. And when you look at that, you, you go, one of the things that got me initially was looking at some of the data from the environmental working group 
and uh, from the World Health Organization. Granted, the World Health Organization in 1974 was not the World Health Organization that it is now, so we won't argue that. That's a whole different conversation. But the World Health Organization published data in 1974 that they knew at the time that about 85 to 90 percent of all chronic degenerative diseases were caused by environmental toxins, metals, and such. So you look at that data and you go, okay, if I'm pharma and I want to make money, do I treat the cause? No, because they knew the data. They're like, okay, mercury does this, 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 and this. And arsenic does this, 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 this. And fluoride, well, if we put it in the water and we put it in your mouth, it does this, 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 and this. And you say, if we know all of these things cause all of this symptomology that can be diagnosed as X, Y, Z, ABC, everything else, and we also know that you can prescribe based on those symptoms, you can get these drugs, but because of the nature of these metals, they're going to cause additional symptomology over time, so we can prescribe more drugs for those and make another diagnosis, and you just, you have customers for life. And you go, wow, that sounds like healthcare. Yeah, you know, but if you, if you have the ability to look at that and go, okay, what if we figure out how to get this stuff out? Then you don't have to worry about symptoms because the body is made to heal. It's made to be amazing. We're this amazing energetic spiritual being that's made to heal, right? You just have to give it the ability to do it. And that's, that's really the key. Yeah, we have to get the roadblocks out of the way. There are just too many things interfering. And like you said, yep. every different metabolic function in the body, people don't realize diabetes, that's just toxins. It's not because you're eating yep. too many carbs, and that doesn't help, but uh, that's part of it. But people don't realize, like even Dr. Joe Pizzorno, founder of Bisteria University, says diabetes is the number one cause, environmental toxins. Yep. And so, well, and it's funny because one of my collaborating researchers, uh, partner. She's a, a Dr. Dori Narbo. She's a PhD. She's in Norway now, but she's a stem cell research specialist. And it was funny talking with her initially um, because she's a stem cell super freak. And she, she told me, she's like, yeah, we won't, she oversees uh, one of the largest clinics in Dallas and then the, the largest clinic in Panama where all the celebrities go down and get their IVs. And she told me, she's like, yeah, we won't do IV therapy or we won't do stem cell therapy on autistic kids because they're loaded with mercury. Mm. And mercury inhibits stem cell production and you're just wasting your money by injecting stem cells into someone loaded with mercury. Mm. And I started laughing at her. I'm like, doc, you understand that every one of your patients is loaded with mercury. <laughs> it's like, you're saying you can't do it in these kids, yet all the adults that you're charging $25,000, $50,000 to come down and do these IVs for, they're probably more polluted than the kids. And you're, you're telling them, hey, this is good. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. So she, she, being a researcher, started to look at a bunch of meta-analysis, you know, 300,000 live studies of patients looking at the big five diabetes cardiovascular disease copd obesity what's some one of the other ones all the big ones hypertension 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 as well yeah yeah all of it not not just diabetes every single issue cancer autism alzheimer's parkinson's als ms you get on the list but the big five it's all heavy metals yeah 
It's all, and it's all published. I've got a 200 page compendium that she did to start. That's all clinical studies. It's like, okay, COPD, here's how metals affect it. Diabetes, here's how metals affect it. Cardiovascular disease, here's how it's affected. You, the thing is, is if you look at the data, you can't argue, right? There's, there's no way to say, oh, well, you can't draw a correlation between the two. Actually, it's exhaustive. No, you can't argue. It's exhaustive. Yeah. The research is exhaustive. I mean, there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of studies that show this. Yep. And sometimes thousands of studies on one subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the really sick part. Is you go, oh, let's look at obesity. Oh, there's only 1,800 studies on it. You know, the draw of metals. And that's just looking at metals. You start throwing in glyphosate, you start throwing in other stuff. It just opens up the world of world of chaos. You open up Pandora's box and you just want to close it and go, I need a break. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the pineal gland. This is something that we haven't talked Indeed. about on the show before. Yeah, so tell us, what does the pineal gland do for anyone that's not aware of? And then we'll talk about how to detox it. And what are some of the symptoms if your pineal gland is calcified, and what is that? So the pineal gland is the light center of the brain. It's this really little gland that sits at the base of your brain, and it's known as the light center. So it's the, it's the location that melatonin is produced. But it's also known as the spiritual center of the brain. You know, so where light comes in and light goes out. And you know, depending upon your philosophy, you know, that you know, a goal of people that want maybe would want to make sure that you know a population stays a little docile you know you you wouldn't want them to come to the light or see the light and that's that's what your pineal gland is and you know research done i think back in the probably the 20s 30s and 40s they figured out that fluoride was really good at calcifying that little gland and if it was calcified then it doesn't work very well and so that light center you know, doesn't function as well. And you look at it today and how many people take melatonin supplements because they don't sleep and how many pillow commercials and how many mattress commercials you see to help you sleep. And guess what? Mattress and pillows won't help you. You know, it's this little guy that if you can clean that up and you can do it properly, then it starts working again. And yeah, you'll, you might have amazing spiritual experiences, you know, depending upon how you function, you know, what your belief system is and, you know, what you do on, on that side of life. Um, but you're probably going to find that you're going to sleep better than you've ever imagined. And, and it's so crucial because a third of our life is spent sleeping because that's where we dream. That's where we create. It's where we regenerate. It's where we recover. It's where our hormones start working. And so, I mean, people don't appreciate that process you know like oh yeah i'm gonna pull an all-nighter that was one thing for me in college was i never never once pulled an all-nighter even if and i never studied in college it was one of my fatal flaws uh, but i always got eight hours of sleep so i could go take a test and i would recall everything from class and everything i read um, but i never had to cram i never had to study i just made sure i slept because you can process everything. And you look at the research studies that have been done on sleep deprivation, you know, and even short periods 
of sleep deprivation and what it causes for memory loss for and decreasing cognitive function and psychosis and why sleep deprivation is used as a as a mechanism of terrorism you know that most people are are sleep deprived they just don't know it and they haven't haven't had a really good really eight hours of just being in a coma basically and that's that's what your pineal gland is controlling. Yeah, it's not surprising. So many people have sleep issues today. I mean, with the fluoridation of the water and uh, people drinking filtered water, but still uh, showering in fluoridated water. Uh, most of the, not every country has to deal with this. In the United States, we it's still allowed. More people need to be contesting this practice in their their local city but so talk about how fluoride calcifies the pineal gland and disrupts its function so as we touched on with like mercury and different metals they have like mercury and aluminum and lead they're neurotoxic so they love the brain they love the central nervous system and say cesium like cesium 137 uh, that's from uh, meltdown, so Fukushima and Chernobyl. Cesium loves cardiac tissue. Strontium and lead love bone, right? So they're stored in bone. Fluoride loves the pineal gland. And so if you you get fluoride in your system, whether it's from mom or, you know, when, when we were kids and we're washing our mouths and it's some of those things that you look at, you know, you go back and you go, why did they do that when we were in kindergarten? It's like, oh, they wanted to turn the lights out. And the, the process of getting, getting this stuff in your system just you know, makes, your, makes your light center a little crusty and incapable of working the way it's capable of. Yeah, I like that analogy. <laughs> makes your light, light center crusty. I love that. Um, and so how do we detox the pineal gland? So what is that um, fluoride? What does that process look like? And it gets into my journey. So it's taken some research, but clinoptilolite, which is a, a natural occurring volcanic crystal. And if you like crystals, you know, people know quartz and they know rose quartz as being really awesome energetically and spiritually. And we know crystals are very unique because they're an energy storage medium. A lot of research for using it, using crystals now instead of, you know, for semiconductors and such. Um, but quartz is actually part of this zeolite class uh, of minerals that are volcanic minerals that are created from volcanic ash and uh, some lava mixing in lake beds or in seas and form these different crystals and clays. So bentonite, which people are familiar with, is in that class as well. But to understand the mechanism is really important. Volcanoes are the largest natural source of emission of heavy metals and toxic gases in the environment. So at the same point, and in nature, we know in homeopathy, like cures like. And you know, so the same process that nature is using to create all of these toxins in the environment that when the earth was being, we can say created, however you want to argue it was done. The, the process to terraform the planet created a lot of volcanic eruptions. Well, in that same process, the emission of all those toxic gases and metals would have made life unsupportable. 
but that same process created this group of crystals and clays and minerals that have the ability to bind all of this stuff. So like cures like, you know, nature provides. The important part for us throughout history has been figuring out what nature has provided and how we use it. And my, la my last 16 years has been focused on you know, working with clinoptilolite, which is really the most unique of the class and has been proven to be the most effective to work as a molecular sieve, this amazing honeycomb structure that's naturally negatively charged that just attracts and binds all the bad guys. It's actually been proven to be the most effective mechanism for binding glyphosate. And glyphosate wasn't even around when these crystals were being formed. So you go, there's some intelligence there. And the problem with clinoptilolite is it's a natural rock. It's a crystal that has been used for millennia in its solid form, in a powdered form. Um, but all of the, the literature that's been published shows that this crystal has these amazing properties, but it's not permeable. It, it's not bioavailable. And if we could make it bioavailable, if we could get it to cross the gastrointestinal wall and you can make it small enough to, to work across cellular membranes, I mean, we could change healthcare. That's what we've done. And that's, that's been my last 16 years and the last five and a half years. I got to give a shout out to John Sally because John's the one who caused this basketball player. That's all. And he put me together with this amazing, my peak of corn behind me. Um, but coming together with someone that's a PhD, PsyD, EDD, that's been in biotech, that's, you know, comes, comes from a background of creating molecules, you know, with Alexion, Biogenidec, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, UCB, that has a background in nanotechnology and bioscience engineering uh, from Harvard, just for fun, because that's what women do. Guys, we just go, oh, I'm going to stick with my box. Women go, I'm going to solve this problem, and I'm going to create some stuff. And being being able to take you know, the, the best of biotech and the best of science and the best of nature and go, okay, how do we combine these things to create something that can take what nature created to make it bioavailable? And you know, that's where we are now. You know, and, and that's the only way you can do it because you have to get you have to get here. And you know, our traditional mechanisms for detoxification can't do it well some of them can do it but they can't do it safely and they can't do it passively and when it comes to systemic detoxification if we're talking brain to toes then it's a matter of doing it slowly it's a matter of doing it passively and systemically and safely i think i said that and slowly so it's and the only way you you would find that is in nature that's, that's what's so unique and so special is you sit here and you go, okay, nature provides. Whether you say God did it or nature did it, it's all the same. It's all and energetically. It's like, here it is. You know, so that's, that's been the, the fun part. And then being able to combine that with other protocols, you know, to say, okay, how quickly can we do this or how, uh, how supportive do you want to be in that approach? Yeah, I like what you said there that you have to do this systemically because I think so many times people think of their symptoms or their pain points like, oh, how do I detox my thyroid or oh, how do I, 
you know, get my liver working better, detox my liver, my brain, I want my brain working better. And the body does it in its own time. It removes things uh, based on the nutrients it has, the energy levels it has, the nutrients it's, it's provided and does things in the order in its priority, not your priority. <laughs> and in going through this whole systemic process, you know, about how long do you think that this should take? This is probably foremost in most people's mind. Like, how long is this process going to take? Well, you quoted, you know, the founder of Bastier. And, you know, the naturopathic approach is one month for every year that you've had issues, Right. And you, you look at you look at that, and it's honestly, you know, when when taking that approach, it's not a matter of saying, okay, it's one month for every year that you've been symptomological. It's basically every year you've been here, and because we've been polluted from conception, uh, so the the ability to clean up the body. Like you said, the body is going to dictate how it does it. I mean, we, we have our desires. Like I want to clean up my brain. And it's the same thing when it goes for metals, people like, I want to get the mercury out. And I do a lot of urine analysis testing, you know, to look at excretion analysis with unprovoked baselines because I don't like provoked baselines and then just doing follow-ups and to look at, at what's coming out of people because we're an onion, right? It's like Shrek, ogres have onions, or ogres are like onions. Detoxification is the same way, and you're just peeling an onion, but you don't know what's in each layer. We don't get to dictate that. We don't get to dictate what comes out first. We don't get to dictate what area is done first, because as you said, this amazing energetic, system dictates how if provided what it needs to to be successful it's going to dictate how it does it so from a timing standpoint i mean i can tell you i see people have changes in 10 minutes you know because of the energetic aspect but i think for for most people if you wanted to know how your system could really, really start to function, I'd say no less than 90 days. Um, because even with what we do now, with having the most advanced formulation and product I've ever produced in 16 years, getting feedback from people to say, okay, I saw these things over the first nine days. I lost eight pounds in eight days and I'm already in shape. I do my celery juice every morning and I dropped eight pounds in the first eight days and I didn't change anything. I'm like, yeah, it's inflammation. Like, Hold on. Like, yeah, it's negative inflammation. If you remove the metals, you remove the negative inflammation. But, you know, you go over, you know, 30 days, you go 45 days, you go 60 days, you go 90 days, and you, you're still seeing changes. And you're seeing different adjustments, but it's different. I mean, it's the cool thing to hear from people. I got pictures last night from someone. She's been using products for like a month and her face just broke out. She had like the worst acne breakout on her cheeks and everything. And she's never had acne. And she's like, is this going to go away? It'll clear, but your largest organ 
one of your primary detox pathways is saying time to flush some stuff out. And because, you know, what's, what's in this area, amalgams, and we put everything in here, typically, whether and a little bit through here, some of it through our eyes, but most of it goes in your mouth. So it's stored in tissue. Some of this stuff is stored in tissue in your mouth. You've got metals and toxins in your gums and your cheeks. So your body can do some really interesting stuff when it's capable. So you see different stuff. So it's really difficult to give someone an exact time frame because like you mentioned, if, if I have someone that's actually listening to me and they said, okay, how long should I do this? My answer is womb to tomb. That's, that's best because if, if you have the ability to detoxify your baby while it's in you, because you're polluting it, you're feeding it, but you're also polluting it. And then when, with the newborns that we've had, you know, that are going through this process. And then if you had your option, you want to do this every day, the rest of your life, and you will know the benefits of it. You'll experience it. So that's, that's the key. So you can't say, Oh, you're going to stop at this point. No, you won't. If you do it right, you won't stop. Yeah. I like that answer from womb to tomb. I think that's, that's really accurate. <laughs> that's how long you need to detox. It's a daily process. Cause you know, even if you kind of clean yeah. up all of your tissues and your brain and your fat, you are exposed every day to more toxins and uh, especially China, there's no scrubbers on any of the in industry there all that garbage comes over to us. I mean, we're very global in many ways, <laughs> including uh, toxins. Well, um, and and so it's one of the benefits of this COVID crisis because we got a couple days of a reprieve from manufacturing and we saw what happened globally looking at Google Maps and you know they, the clouds and everything, they went away and they could see the sky in China for the first time in decades. You yeah. go, that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so, so you have an approach called the root approach. I love that. So what makes your root approach different? So root root was founded on our, on our simple philosophy. You got to cure the cause and the, the mechanism and grant, granted, and I, I'll make this clear because it's, it's my great joy to work with amazing practitioners like you. There isn't one thing to say, okay, this is the cure all. There's no panacea right? But there are mechanisms that all do what they do really, really well, and they can be stacked. It's a lot like making nootropics, right? You don't want to take nutrients, you want to stack them properly. Um, but we, I actually have a bottle here, so I'll do the shameless plug. So we've created this little guy, Clean Slate, that is the final iteration of the zeolite side of taking clinoptilolite and being able to break it apart, clean out that cage structure because you don't want all the metals and toxins that are naturally stored in it in the environment. That's why a lot of the powders aren't the ideal thing to be ingesting. And we have a process that can make those fragments, you can say, really, really small. Small enough to permeate cellular membranes and they're water-soluble. So if you look at the water-soluble membranes across your body, you go, pretty much everything. And so you can go detoxify from the head to the toes and it's, it's amazing in what it does on its own. But then when it's combined, you know, with the, the additional aspects that good practitioners know how to use, 
it, it helps to lay that foundation and then it allows everything else to kick in. And then the, the second approach that we had uh, was looking at cognitive function because people are stressed out, they're unhappy. And as we've touched on, neurotransmitters aren't produced when you're toxic. You know, whether it's glyphosate or metals, their neurotransmitters aren't produced when you're stressed. And so we, we created a formula that uses all natural ingredients, um, but we use the kind of the biotech approach to it of using the highest quality ingredients. It took three years to develop to make sure that you're using the right amounts of the right ingredients that they're stacked together that have the right catalysts which you don't hear in nutritional supplements. They just put everything together and say, this is amazing. But you have five actives and two catalysts. And when they're combined and they hit your gut, because that's where neurotransmitters are produced, it goes click. And in 10 to 15 minutes, you got dopamine and serotonin going to your brain the natural way on demand. You know, so that's been the, the focus for me is you know, body and brain. And then, you know, I work with a ton of great practitioners and it, it allows them to be more effective because once you start that process, then you can start layering. Or as you're talking about, you know, the, the importance of supplementation, you know, saying, okay, great. What do we add now once you've got things being removed? Because that's, that's the foundation of it all. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like you mentioned, there's not one panacea but for when it comes to detoxification, but there are a lot of products that work very well for the majority of people. And the zeolites, like you mentioned, are, are one of them. And so, uh, and then also within every category of supplements, there are bad products and there are high quality products. So people can't just, I've seen things on the internet like, oh, zeolites, they have aluminum in them or they have this or whatnot. But you know, it's, there's a whole, and to avoid them, the recommendation is to avoid them because they have metals in them, but that isn't entirely true. Can you talk a little bit about that issue that a lot of zeolites have, but not all of them have? Yeah, it was in, I think it was 2015 that Mike Adams did an article on, you know, clinoptilolite powders retoxifying and not detoxifying. Mm -hmm. and it was funny because as soon as he posted that article, I think it was five minutes within the article being posted, my phone blew up. And I had called Mike and said, we need to have a conversation. You know, and I'm, I want to be open to the industry. And it, it speaks to that because you have a naturally occurring mineral that is a molecular sieve. It it binds metals and binds toxins and viral particles and bacteria and mold spores and, you know, biotoxins from bacteria like Lyme. It does this naturally in the environment. So if you just grind up a powder and you're like, hey, this is great, you can ingest it because it binds stuff, you, you get into the issues of not putting yourself in a position to be successful, right? But what makes clinoptilolite unique is you have, do you have the risk of releasing some metals that are stored in it by using a powder? Yeah. But if I'm defending the market, this crystal is really unique because it works on a cationic exchange process that the heavier metals are tightly bound. They don't come out. But, you know, so 
aluminum, we'll use aluminum because that's, that's the one most commonly talked about with clinoptilolite because clinoptilolite is a sodium alumino silicate. It's, you have this aluminum backbone, which came from the volcanoes, that's with tightly bound with sodium ions. So it's in, in the human body and in nature, it's fairly solid and stable. And it takes 400 degrees and a lot of acid and a lot of time to denature that. And it's not an, it's not an issue that takes place in the body, right? It's the same thing with the conversation people have about vitamin C and sodium benzoate. Right, is you hear some of the crazies talk about, oh, if you mix sodium, sodium benzoate and vitamin C together, it can create benzene in the body. Well, if you heat it up to 425 degrees for a couple hours and you add massive amounts of vitamin C with sodium benzoate, yes, you can create benzene. If you heat up the human body to 425 degrees, you're ash. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to worry. So it, it's a matter of understanding the science because people are like, wait a minute, hydrogen is highly unstable and flammable. Yet you drink water and it's two parts hydrogen and one part of oxygen. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's a matter of understanding the chemistry. It's like, look, there's stability in nature, right? And what we've figured out the process on how to do is how to clean out the cage structure. You know, which is crucial because you want, if you're to take a powder and it's already loaded with some stuff, well, you're inhibiting the cages from binding more. It might not redistribute, but it can't bind as much. But if you have the option, do you even want the risk of redistribution? I would say no. I'm I'm one that goes, okay, um, there's a chance that some stuff could swap out. Because like mercury is a really dense, really small molecule. And if there's some aluminum and lead and some other stuff that's in there, and mercury comes along and it goes, oh, wait a minute, that one's smaller and more dense. So it's going to get rid of the arsenic, the aluminum or, or lead ions and say, mercury, come here. So then you do have a chance at some redistribution it would be really rare but why run the risk you know and that's that's why you know, being being intelligent about your shopping but i'll i'll give you the most important aspect it's trusting the people that you're getting the information from and trusting your sources and it's why you know i in for a few years you know i've read a bunch of your work and if you have really good practitioners that you work with, then you have a trusted source that can provide some stuff to you. And that's, I think that's even more important than the rest of it. Yeah, well, tell us about your site and where everyone listening can to get your product and just and learn more about it. So you can go to the rootbrands.com. So the rootbrands.com. You can, you can research the products, you can buy the products online and from a trusted source, which is the nice part, we created the, the model to be able to share. And you can only, only get a code from someone that's involved, whether it's a practitioner or a friend or family member that's joined the community. And so go to the rootbrands.com and I think with this interview, we'll post a, 
post a code on there that everyone can get access. Yeah, and so we'll have that posted for you guys. If you go on MyersDetox.com and search for Clayton Thomas, you'll find that link in our, our podcast notes. Uh, so Clayton, thanks so much for coming on the show and, and tell us, you know, is there anything that you've left out of this conversation or anything that you want to close with and tell the listeners? Listen to Dr. Myers. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. Trust your source. She's amazing. So yeah, that's, that's what I can leave you with. I mean, listen to what every, everything you, you continue to tell people to do, do that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I really, I'm doing. very passionate about what I'm doing, just like you. Cause I, for me, when I was dealing with my health issues and I hit upon metals and chemicals and environmental toxins, I was like, this is it. This is the cause of all of this stuff. And I can't uh, shout it from the rooftops uh, loud enough. Uh, so Clayton, thanks for coming on and joining the conversation with us and just reinforcing the message that toxins are the root cause. So I love the name of your company. Um, so everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Myers Detox podcast. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Uh, you guys can check out this podcast on iTunes and also the video versions on MyersDetox.com or on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wendy Myers. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys very soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.